Talk Recorded live. Hello and welcome to the very first edition of Strange Talk with Doc, co-hosted by Bones. Bones, how are you, brother? I'm great today. Today's a beautiful day. Fantastic. That's always good to hear. That is a beautiful thing. How's the weather? The weather in New York is yes. nice. We got okay. a big balmy 40 degrees. Okay, we, we're like in the 60s, but because there's uh, water in the air, it feels a little chilly. It's amazing that 60-something feels chilly, but it does. But I am not moaning, nor am I groaning about it. It could be a lot worse. Could be a lot, lot worse. Actually, I want to ask you a question uh, because this thing seems to be bothering a lot of people. The flu seems to be killing people. Are you a anti-vaxxer? Um. Yeah, I haven't gotten. I've never gotten vaccinated for the flu. So I guess I will say uh, yes, I am. <laughs> okay. But, um. I guess that, uh, now that's me. Now, you know, I know that the ones who are most um, aware, I mean, um, that can contract it is if your immune system is compromised and if you're a senior and you're a, uh, you know, a child. So I guess, you know, that's to each his own has to weigh on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I, I can't say that I'm pro or against, but I get my flu shot religiously. I get my pneumonia shot every five years religiously. I was lucky enough as a child to never have mumps, measles, or uh, chicken pops. So, you know, it, as far as my DNA and genetics go, those shots have never bothered me. Right. I, I, um, I've had the chicken pox. And I, my sister had the measles, but I didn't catch them while I was in the house with her, and I've had the flu. Um, more recently, my sister, who happens to be a nurse, and they're required to get the flu shot, so she gets the flu shot, and she's going to for another job. And strangely enough, she contracted the flu after the, she got the flu shot. And also, too, whatever was it, she was allergic to the ingredients they had in the flu shot as well. She found that out after the fact. Oh man, well that sucks. But I mean, I was, uh, I was like I said, I was fortunate. I only, I was only, only had one brother, as you know. And yes. when he had things, I did not have those parents that believed that every child in the house should suffer. I was <laughs> right. moved out of the home. Right. I, I was told I, I was free to go stay with an auntie or uncle or grandma right. because. Just because you itching like hell don't mean I should be itching like hell. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I, I definitely was very happy to hear that I didn't have to suffer because somebody else suffered. So I was, yeah, I was blessed to never have any. Now, I've had the flu several times. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, the flu is a mother effer. Yes, yes, it is. It's just amazing when you're hearing about it. Um you know, how, how quickly it takes effect and people are dying. Unfortunately, I had a friend of mine, I saw him at a party, and he didn't look like himself, so we spoke later. So he's talking to me, and then I just called him to see how he was doing because I knew something was not right. 
And then he said, um, you heard, right? And I said, no, nah, I didn't hear. And he said, I lost my grandchild, six years old. And they, they misdiagnosed her at the hospital in Pennsylvania. She had the flu. Mm. But that's, that's very sad to hear. But, yep. you know, I, I, I had a misdiagnosis once at a hospital. I was told I had pneumonia, and it wound up being something that cost me uh, surgery. So, you know what I mean? Uh, they're not uh, yeah. they're not infallible. They they are human beings also. Uh, you know what this weekend was, man? It was the NFL championship conference championship weekends. Please tell me you watched some football. I, I forgot about why well, I had um to take my niece to play basketball yesterday, so I missed the Patriots game. But I watched the uh, Minnesota game, and I know that. I know the bookmakers and the NFL is happy that at least the, the Patriots that are in. Yes, because you at least have a marquee coach, you have a marquee quarterback, and a marquee franchise. I uh, The Patriots, I am not a Patriot fan. I am a diehard Cowboy fan. I make no, I have no shame in that game. Cowboy yes, fan for life. And, but there is something about the Patriots that I really appreciate. It's like seeing Jordan in his prime, Brady. And these people don't come around often. So my no, wife says, why do, you, why do you get excited about the Patriots? I said, because, you know what, I'm sitting here watching them lose, and I know they're going to win. I right. know they're going to win. In my heart, I know they're going to win. And sure enough, they win. Yes, they do. And um, it's amazing, too, how... You know, like when we wasn't around when the when the um, Boston Celtics won like ten championships in a row. You know, so it is really as much as I can't stand everything Boston. It really is amazing to watch the you know like ten fifteen years from now to say, hey, we lived through that period watching this guy uh, and you know the team win all of these ch- championships just just to even get there today. You know, yeah, it's just a I lot. Mean- you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed enough to be a Yankee fan. I know it must have been miserable, especially for the people of Boston, to see the Yankees in the 1990s. Right. Like every other year, or every year they were in the World Series, so it was a phenomenal thing. And and you know what? When you see special, when you see special people or special things at the top of its at the top of its profession, okay. Here's one I missed. I missed Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I was alive. I was well. I was free, man. We're not talking like I'm incarcerated in a cave somewhere. Mm-hmm. But because I disliked Michael so much, it just blew over me, this whole King of Pop thing. Right, right. And, you know, and, and I... If I would have really took the time at that moment in my life to realize such a phenomenon that he was, I mm-hmm. wouldn't have missed out on that. But that was one right. of the things that I missed out on, his phenomenon. Right. And this had yeah, nothing yeah. to do with the pedophilia. It's just right. that he was he's, he's a lot like Beyonce to me. Right. I didn't like anything he sung. Right. So he didn't, he yeah. didn't, he didn't, wasn't a blip on my radar. Right, yeah, they got that it factors like magnified one hundred times over. Yeah. Now yeah. I we, we were talking about football. 
I am so disappointed in the lack of uh, the lack of oomph that the Vikings showed yesterday. They were, I, I mean, Case Keenum reverted back to this third string nothing. Right. Uh, the Eagles looked like Carson Wentz was at the helm. Yes, yes, yes. Talk about a system quarterback here. Um, the reemergence of uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, now, the first half, Nick Foles might not have thrown a pass longer than, like, six yards, but they dinked and dunked to perfection. Yeah. I mean, and Minnesota just, it's like somebody took the air completely out of their tires. Right, yeah, like they forgot because when Case Keenum threw those two long throws, one was for the touch. I mean, in the middle of the field, and the one on the one was for the touchdown. You was like, okay, they got him, and then the ball. You was thinking, okay, they're gonna knock this ball out of the air, you know, or something. And that ball just like came down, like, like, like the ending of a movie script. Perfect. Yeah. So it's it's weird that Minnesota really went out like chumps, but Jacksonville, with all the crying and you know this one crying and that one crying and everybody looking like. They would. They had to go to like a close family member's funeral. Jacksonville should be very proud today of what they accomplished. They were basically nobody last year. Right. That's definitely. I mean, you know. I mean, I know it still hurts. It's. It, 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 you know what? It should always hurt. I, this is a rule for me. If it doesn't hurt when you lose, then you didn't put anything into that. And you deserve to lose. Right. And Blake Bortles was like a hockey goaltender. Everything is about timing and when you get hot. And, and you know, you know he what? got hot. I don't I don't bl- I think I thought Blake Bowles should definitely be proud. He didn't make any glaring errors yesterday. It wasn't like they lost because of Blake Bortles. Right, right. It's just that New England has a they have another level that other people don't have. This, you know, somebody was saying it this weekend. Matter of fact, that uh, it'll relate to another story. The UFC. Daniel Cormier said, "There's levels to this. The Patriots are at that elite level that most times or most things will never ever even know they exist. It's like yeah. they got a secret to this shit that nobody else knows. The secret." I mean, yeah, like when yeah. things when things get tight and and people would would tighten up and you know you know lose it, they seem to relax and say okay because that's one thing about the Patriots I don't like. If you notice, there's a pad with them. They seem to be losing in every game they play. Right. Then they turn it on on you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because when you're watching them play, you can't sit there. The, the, only the novice football watcher could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're winning, we're winning, and it's still one minute and 48 seconds. We got this. But the person who watches football knows, goes, no, no, no. It has to be zero, zero, zero. And then – Yeah, with the Patriots, it better be yeah. a triple zero before you right, play right. victory. Exactly, yeah. And then um, in this day and age of football with the players, um, more physically stronger, faster, um, athletic, to maintain this type of excellence over the past 10 years, 10 to 12 years, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole different game. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl. It's really too early. 
I can't make any picks today because in two weeks a lot could happen. We don't know who's going to twist what. We don't know the condition of Gronk. I mean, you know, the Patriots are the Patriots are such a bizarre organization. Super Bowl day, they could have Edelman in the lineup. I mean, you know, who knows? Edelman, Gronk, they could have a full team, or they could be missing six guys. So, you know, the day after the championship, you give yourself a little time to pick, even though you know in your heart who you think is going to win. Right, yeah, because even last year, when last year, last year is the perfect example of when the freaking Falcons just blew the whole damn game um, when you thought the Patriots were finished. <laughs> thought they were yeah. finished. 28-3 usually means the game is over. Yes. Yeah. Unless you're playing basketball. Right. And then, yeah, you're like, okay, yep, we got this. We got this. Dirty birds. Damn, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta snake-bitten. Come back and win. Some, some places, Atlanta, unfortunately, it could change in two weeks. Philadelphia, those are places that don't know a lot about Winning championships, they they can do good in the playoffs, but they don't do well enough to win championships. You know, think about the Braves were great in the nineties. Oh right, they yes, got yes. they got one championship out of that. Right, right. The, the Yankees uh, or Oakland had their number. Yeah, the uh, what the Phillies? The Phillies were damn good in baseball. They got one World Series, lost another World Series, I believe, to the New York Yankees. Um, the 76ers got to a championship, but they lost to the Lakers. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know what? Have you ever been to Philadelphia? Yes, I've been to Philadelphia. Okay, what part of Philly have you been to? I've been to Central City, and I've been to the south side of Philly. And I know okay. there's a glaring difference on them south sides and west sides as opposed to being in the center of Philadelphia. <laughs> center, center City. Is a special little place. I actually love Center City. Center City, I used to, when I lived in New York, that was an escape for me and my wife. If we wanted to spend a weekend somewhere that was close by, you didn't have to do a lot of traveling, say hour, hour, 15 minutes, hour and a half, I would go there. The food is fantastic. I mean, if you are eating or foodie, Center City's for you. But the people are almost from the moon. It's, I can't explain. <laughs> I can't explain a Philadelphian to anybody. The white Philadelphians think they're the toughest people on the planet. Right. The, right. <laughs> the black Philadelphians all look like they're in one cult. Oh, one oh, right. cult. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Because people don't realize. Because when I was down there, I was thinking everybody was Muslim. <laughs> exactly. I mean, everybody's got. Now I'm a guy who wears a really big beard, but everybody. It's like everybody and their mother has a a really big beard, and they right. all dress like convicts. Right, right, right. And that Philly style with the beards, they was doing that before anybody. Yeah. Um, but think about it. They, they, the Philly fade, and then it went to the Philly beard. But right, they, dressed, right. Philly fade. they all dress like they're prisoners with big beards. You will not see a smile in the whole city of Philadelphia. The most miserable-looking people you ever want to see in your life. 
but the food is off the chain, and the music scene is great. So, you know, I stay out of North Philly. I stay out of South Philly. I stay, no, that's a lie. South Philly, I like. I golf in South Philly. Mm-hmm. Because South Philly is where you're going to find the football stadium, basketball stadium, the baseball stadium. They're all in South Philly. And, you know, okay. uh, so I, I always give two thumbs up to Center City. Now, you don't want to go to North Philadelphia if you've never been to North Philadelphia. It looks like, it looks like Detroit had a mentally challenged child, and it's named North Philly. <laughs> now, if you could imagine something being worse than Mich- Detroit, Michigan, it's North Philly. Or even Newark. I mean, it's, uh, what is that, Camden, New Jersey. Camden, Camden, New Jersey. It's yeah. worse than Camden. So, uh, no, I, I recommend you, unless you got a cousin, an auntie, a grandma, you in the car, you keep driving through till you see normal properties again. <laughs> Now, I don't know if you're a big fan of the UFC or not. I like UFC when I get a chance to watch it. Well, this weekend, they had a pretty major card, and I, and I watched it. And if you didn't see it, I can go through this real briefly. The two major fights, they had a heavyweight championship fight. Stipe Milicek fought this Francis Ngonga, who is like King fucking Kong. King Kong. Humongous dude, 6'5", 250, he's been knocking people out, and I'm talking about knocking them out and making their bodies stiff. And this Stipe Milicek actually did a genius move on him. He wrestled him to the ground, tied his big butt out, and he, he just grinded out a win. So that was, that was a very good fight. But then I also watched this thing called Bellator. This UFC and this Bellator. The UFC is the NBA. Bellator is the G League. It is hard to watch. The announcing is bad. The lighting is bad. The ring looks, I mean, and they have these old fighters who used to be in the UFC, like Rampage Jackson is fighting, Kel Shonen. These guys are two forty-something-year-olds, and they had a tournament for the championship. It's like you know, paint drying. So basically, that was the UFC. We had uh, we had the Ball brothers finally are catching some grief over in Lithuania. Oh yeah, are you aware Gio of this? Mello. No, I, no, I didn't hear nothing about the grief. Uh, well, here's the grief. One, they lost last night, which is no big deal. But the coach said that their lack of defensive effort, if it continues, he's not even playing them. And on Hmm. top of it, he said he's tired of LaMelo shooting these 40-foot jumpers. Mm -hmm. Right, yes, not the European game. Well, you know what? Steph Curry done screwed up every kid in the park's head. Everybody thinks they can hit a, a jumper from half court. Right, right. You know, basketball yeah, yeah. is still played on that, that. That line is there for a reason. Right. You know, there's in, in five more years, nobody's even going to – the paint's not even going to exist anymore. It's like, who's down in the paint? Right. Yeah, yeah, they're eradicating that now because every time I watch the Knicks, 
and I watched this seven foot three guy, um, KP, out on the wing, and this is at crunch time at the end of the game, to get a basket. You're seven foot three. Why are you out on the wing? Just get in the center of the basket. You are going to score or get fouled. Nobody, you know what? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would be the unicorn today for having such a low post game. I mean, nobody has a hook shot. Nobody has that go-to hook shot. Uh, it's a game of jump shooters. Now, I will say one thing I've enjoyed the last two weeks of the NBA other than the fact that I think that the matchups are starting to get good because football is dying down, NBA smart like that. They make the better yeah. matchups for when football's going. Is that the players are testy? I hated the NBA where everybody was kumbaya and loved each other. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's boring. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we do need I need more to... Russell Westbrook for the league? You yeah. Know, do I necessarily? Like Russell... Go ahead, Bones. You're like, you know, Russell Westbrook is no nonsense. Once the game starts, we ain't talking. I'm not picking you up. I ain't asking you how your mother is, your daddy, your kids, nothing. And I have no, you know what? Like I said, I don't think that you necessarily have to have the fisticuffs, but I do like the testiness. I love, you yeah. know, I grew up in the 70s and 80s basketball where no matter yeah. how these guys liked each other, when they got between those white lines, it was nasty. You yeah. know, think about it. Ewing and Morning were supposed to be best of friends, like brothers. But the yeah. Heat and the Knicks used to go at it like if they were gangs. Right, I love right, it. Yes. yes, and that's why when, these, when they keep blowing whistles on the players, like what physical interaction are we going to have and it's going to end up like we, we, we still going to pal around with it? You can't do it, you know what I mean? Because it's a physical sport. I literally, literally love it because when everybody's not buddy-buddy, you go at each other's throats. You know, what? you got to have more than two killers in the league. You know, for for five years at the end of his career, the only killer other than Russell in the whole NBA was an old Kobe. Oh, Kobe, An yeah. old Kobe. Yes, yes. His injuries um, derail Kobe because Kobe was no joke. He, he – um. Excellence was at the top of his list. No, no playing games. No playing around. He's pushing you. He's pushing you. That's why Dwight Howard said, "I got to get up out of here." <laughs> yeah, D- Dwight Howard wants Dwight Howard's the teddy bear. He wants everybody to hug him. Yeah, and that's yeah. been that's been a detriment to his whole, entire career. The lack of gumption, that lack of fire. I, yeah, I, I always, especially since. Dwight Howard looks like he can just walk through walls. Yeah. Genetically, he was gifted with everything. I mean, body, size. He doesn't get injured often, but the mind. Right, yeah, yeah. The mental was not there. No, the mental um, is is far from there. And all he had to do is just, you know how, like, when you, um, if you see how this is going, all he had to do really is just rebound and get his putbacks in. And just, of course, work on his free throw shooting. He would have been better than Dennis Rodman, you know, in regards to just doing your one job, just rebounding the ball. And you're already seven feet tall, so you know you're going to get your putbacks in. But like everybody else, I want to be the man. But you want to be the man, but you don't even have a post game. 
Yeah. And he's on and the trading got, block. Yeah, but you know what? He's not doing too bad down in, in Charlotte right now. He's having yeah, he's like on a the trading block with yeah. everything else. Like, he's but not you doing bad, but he's on I don't understand Michael Jordan. You know, I go to show, you know, as far as a GM or whatever, you must really not be that good because he's been the owner of Charlotte for these number of years, and you can't get past – can't barely can make it to the playoffs. You're in the dumpster, and now, like, right now, they're saying they're having a fire sale. Everybody's for sale. Everybody. You can have everybody. Yeah, including Kimber Walker. Now, yeah. here, here's the funny thing, and I live in North Carolina. The, the strange thing about North Carolina is this is still they have the pro teams. You got your Panthers, but that's Carolina. You got your Hornets. That's Carolina. Yes. This place is. I live closer to the Duke, North Carolina, and NC State. I could spend right. at NC State. Mm-hmm. So it's still a college. This college dominates. If there were no pro teams in North Carolina, I don't think it would make a difference to the people. They right. seem to care more about the Hurricanes than they do about anything else here. Right. And it's hockey. And you would say, the South hockey? Yes, that's the number one team in this state, the hockey oh, wow. team. I forgot hockey After, was there. No, there's hockey, uh, definitely right. hockey, because this, you know what? We're, I live in the capital. I live in Raleigh. But Charlotte right. is freaking three hours away by driving. So that mm. might as well be a whole other state as far as I'm concerned. Right. <laughs> I mean, you just don't get up on a Tuesday, go to a basketball game, and drive home. I mean, you know, not, not for a regular season basketball game. That's insane, you know. But you don't see right. any decals. You don't see anybody in a jersey. You don't see anything like that. So I guess it would be a lot like, okay, you live in New York City. You know, Buffalo is there, but who in New York City cares about Buffalo? Exactly, yeah. Anything up, anything north of New York, the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you, you, you start Mount Vernon and Yonkers, and after that you're playing games. Yes, yes. You know, we, we'll give some love to Mount Vernon and Yonkers, but after that, don't say Oswego. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that ain't yeah. even New York anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's when you start correcting. Yeah, yeah. Even when That's Buffalo when you start correcting the, people. Yeah, even when Buffalo was going to the Super Bowl every year, nobody was still claiming, yo, I'm, I'm New York Buffalo. Still like, yo, that's Buffalo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you didn't see jerseys all of a sudden flying off the shelves. Yeah, nobody now, in Brooklyn wearing Buffalo jerseys. Like, yeah, that's Buffalo. Look, you were wear a new, you were wear a New Jersey Devil jersey first before you wore a Buffalo Sabers jersey. Yeah, that's true. But we got some, we got some halfway decent games. I'm just gonna run through them real quick between now and Friday. We got the Cavs and the Spurs playing tomorrow night, Tuesday night. You got the Wolves playing the Blazers also Wednesday night. Thursday, you got the Wolves versus Golden State and OKC versus the Wizards. So like I said before, the NBA is smart. They know to make more of their premier matchups while football is basically, I mean, we got one more game and a fake game coming. And I will not be watching, I guarantee you, I will not be watching the all-pro game next Sunday. I will be watching movies or television. 
Oh, that, oh, that joke of a game Pro Bowl? No, I'm uh, not involved with it at all. Yeah, no, nah, it's a joke. <clears throat> it's a joke. Um, they had, I forgot, I have, they had, um, some people had, um, oh, yeah, they, they was having, said that um, that should be the same day as the Super Bowl. Like, it could be in the daytime. A lead you have more the game? Interest. Yeah, have more interest in the game. You know, because ain't nobody interested in watching that game. No, but you want to know something? Those guys will go crazy because they want to be at the Super Bowl. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think those – we all know that the pregame show for the Super Bowl is way too long. We're talking seven hours of talking about everything from – what color nail polish their mothers wear. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm, there's no way in the world I'm watching from 11 o'clock to 6.45 pregame shows. I've, I basically try to watch. That's that day that you catch up on your TiVo or those two movies and maybe give that last hour right before the Super Bowl and then go into the game. Yes, yes. Because you, uh... it's not... I'm not invested in either team. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a long time. Even if it is your team, they'll be waiting seven hours, eight hours uh, before the game come on. Yeah. Could, what, uh, what, are you, yeah. what are you watching? Or what have you, latest movies that you've seen? Well, I'm waiting for Panther to come out. Other than that, I haven't seen a movie. I don't remember the last time I've been to the movies. But I watched this series called Ozark. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a uh, similar to um, Breaking Bad. I am not familiar with Ozark at all. It's on um, Netflix. I watched it. Okay. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Ozark. Well, what I'm watching right now on Netflix is The Shy. The Shy is a pretty good series so far. It's only in the second episode. It's about Chicago. Right. A, a young kid in Chicago. And, and you you got to kind of like sit through the first episode, but it's really good. And I'm also watching a show called Counterpart. Uh, oh, Schindler. Stars? Yes, it should be in the second episode. It's on Stars. Uh, okay. Schillinger I from Oz. Right. Yeah, uh-huh. Schillinger, and it's a bizarre story. It's a bizarre story. My my advice is, even if you in first fifteen minutes you go, what the hell am I watching? Sit through the whole episode. Sit through that first episode and then decide. Don't decide rashly halfway because I have bailed on shows in the first ten minutes. I have I've done <laughs> I, the number one show that I bailed on five years ago in his first ten minutes, and like I asked, I had to watch the whole thing just this summer. I did that to power. I bailed mm-hmm. on power in the first ten minutes and didn't come back to the show until after it was Fifth season was over, but then I had all those I could do marathons. Right. And I didn't realize I was going to like Powell, but in the first 10 minutes when the major drug dealer 
gets his hands dirty. I said, this is stupid. No major crime boss gets his hands dirty like that. So I bailed, and it was a mistake. So I'm not unfallible. I, I, I make mistakes. But I will give mm-hmm. one bit of advice. Glow. Watch Glow on Netflix. Glow? Okay. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Okay. Do you, do you remember when you were younger that used to be on Saturday mornings? Glow? Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, what they did was they made a TV show about how they got the program together. And it is fun. It is funny. It's fun. It is a entertaining Look at it. It's not about wrestling. It's just about life. Okay. They just happen to be ladies who are trying to become a wrestling show. Right. Yeah, and I because watched one of your other shows. Which would that be? I think it's Mindhunter. Mindhunter. I love Mindhunter. Right. Yeah, I just started watching it. I was watching it with my nephew. So he was like, oh, it's corny. Right, because the action started in the first scene. And then it was at the end of the, the thing, and I said, and I watched, I kept watching, and I, he asked me the next morning, how was it? I said, I watched three, four episodes, and I said, you got to realize, I said, this is the timeline that it's based in. They didn't have, the FBI, you know, wasn't able to profile serial killers, and they, how do you, like like the cops, if, how do you want to know what the crook is thinking? You got to go, you got to go talk to them, and they got to tell you. And I said, this is the same thing. So, yeah, it was it was very informative to me because it it's showing you the uh, evolution of what is right. now criminal minds right. and yeah. shows like that. They had to start somewhere, right? Right. Yeah, they had to start somewhere. And then you know, I always always was um, I get myself impressed with, but I couldn't let them know I was impressed when I would speak to someone who committed a crime. In the, you know my former line of employment, I would always, you know, like you're expecting something different when you meet the person, you know. And then when you're sitting there talking to them and they're talking sports and politics, but they just committed a crime, and you're looking at them like you're, like you're baffled, you know what I mean? Like you're expecting something, some caveman thing here. And they'll, they'll, they'll just, you know, not that they explained it to me, um, you know, what they were doing, but... It just makes you think, like, wow, you know, it's like the dichotomy of how you trying to do the right thing in your life, and then there's someone who's opposite of you who's doing everything wrong in life, and they think that that's right. Yeah, but uh, you know what? Here's the thing. We don't give a lot of thought to uh, the hood. The hood is a strange place, one of the most bizarre places on the universe to grow up in. Would I trade being honest? And the only thing I can do is be honest. Would I trade growing up suburban, say the way I'm living today, for the way that I grew up in bed You fucking mm-hmm. A, I would, in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a yes. heartbeat. Absolutely. I mean, you know what? Did it mold me to be who I am today? Yes. Did I learn right. how to avoid landmines? Yes. yes. <laughs> Do I know what a wolf looks like and a shark? Yes. 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 Could I have become a wolf or a shark? Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. It gave it gave me a lot more choice. Okay, say the suburban kid doesn't get as many choices, and because at any day could be that day if you were yes, on Jesus yes. Avenue. Any day could be that day if you yes, was on Reed yes. Avenue. Yes, yeah, anything that could be that day. You never know. Exactly. And you never yeah. know who you were going to run into. But Bones, this is what I'm getting at. Growing up where we grew up, you had serial killers living on your fucking block. But they're not yeah. thought of as serial killers. Right, right. You, yes, ser- yes. I mean, I'm, I'm being dead honest. Some of these dudes yes. were serial killers. Yes, yes, yes. Serial and other things too, but absolutely correct. Oh. And they're not even frowned at, not even frowned upon. Right. Because two blocks away, his buddy's also a serial killer. And you know them both. And, and they might dap you up when you come through. And right. sure yeah, you yeah, cool. Yeah. And you know that this yeah. guy, he got about eight bodies. Yep. Known. Yep. Not yep. even this, he's not even trying to hide it because it boosts his reputation. Right, yep. Street cred, yep. Yeah, and see, anywhere else on the planet, that's abnormal. In the hood, right. it's, 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 it's the norm. It's more norm than people think. And people don't even take two seconds to say, think about somebody. I, I remember one time I was having a conversation about, because my wife had a total different childhood than I did, especially being a right. female who never got involved right, yeah. with any street stuff. Mm-hmm. But I thought about the guys that I went to high school with. Some of the guys I went to high school with, some of them became work for ABC Sports. Some of them became bank robbers. Some of them became serial rapists. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this is one classroom. One classroom, and you have almost every kind of person known to man. I got one buddy who's an international writer. He mm. lives He lives in Japan. He writes books for a living. Oh, we didn't see it, but his two brothers are murderers. That was wow. their profession. Yeah. So this is out the same bedroom. So, but you know what? You don't get that everywhere. I mean, you don't get that kind of thing everywhere. Especially the non-frowned upon it, and then sometimes you talk too good. Why you are a student is the bad guy. Right. I think if we could ever just flip that a little bit, we'd be in better shape. It's got to start, yeah. like, right there. Yeah, um, our community, it's not the way it was before because... Um, you know, you had guys who, if that was their thing and you wasn't into what they was into, they didn't pull you in. Most of them did not pull you into doing what they were doing. It was like, get out of here, kid. Get out of here, kid. You know, but not today. Today, oh, come on, come on, young fella. Come on, come on, come on, kid. Come on. Yeah, because, you know, what what, what happened is uh, New York didn't have – that kind of gang mentality. And the gang always needs new recruits. The the closest to that was, and I was so glad I was able to avoid this garbage, was the five percenters. Five percenters would actually beat guys up to join them. And I was like, and I was so glad that I happened to know some of the 
big time peace guards in the neighborhood right, that right, I just right. could tell them, no, I'm not interested. And they'd be like, go ahead with yourself then. Right, right, right. Yeah, All the people I heard was getting at, beat up to join. Yeah, because on my side of the block, we had one one side of the street, all of the boys on that side of the street, most of the majority of them were in it. And on the sides on the other side, we weren't in it. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know we would go to school together. But you also, too, knew not to go on their side of the street to be walking, too. Mm-hmm. You know, if you didn't know anybody over there. We know everybody over there. But, yeah, you couldn't, like, it's like today ain't nothing changed. You couldn't roll through there and not know anybody coming over there because somebody had to know you to be like, nah, let them go, let them go. Yeah, right. well, you know, we it's, it's another funny thing, and you know, I, we don't have to get into any particulars, but you know, growing up in that area, I'm I'm just gonna say, from Fulton Street to Quincy, you had five different areas. It was like being in five different neighborhoods because the <laughs> yeah. guys, the guys that were on Hancock didn't particularly group with the guys that were on, say, Bainbridge. And the guy from Bainbridge didn't particularly groove with the dudes that was on Halsey. So each right. one was like a different uh, borderline. Yeah. Unbeknownst to you, you know. Yeah. And, and, well, you get to a point where you, you know who's who, and then you needed them to know who you were. Yeah. And, and and then one day it just ends. Right, it's like, yeah, oh yeah, shit, yeah. it's over. I'm I'm a I'm a junior in high school. I don't give a damn where I'm going. If I want to be in Montana tomorrow, I'm in Montana. Yeah, this is over. But those junior high school, junior high school, and first two years of high school, it's like, oh man, where are all the landmines? <laughs> yeah. you know, we, Tales of the Hood is real. Tales of the oh, Hood is I'm real. A, man, I I've been I've been I've actually been on a block and talked to one guy who's actually at war with the other guy that I'm talking to. And not just yeah. those two. Everybody that they know on that side and everybody they know on that side, but I'm in this middle and I'm not in war I'm not at war with anybody. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing about that. You ain't nobody ever been, nobody's ever been chasing me, and I ain't never had to chase nobody. Yeah, that's a blessing in my life. Yes, that was yeah serious um thing. That's like you know people just don't understand. I was watching something like when people talk about like statistically we wasn't supposed to make it, and um, when people talk about our neighborhoods where we grew up at, but yet and still you allowed. They're, you know, crooked politicians, crooked police officers, you know, you allow these things to fester. And um, what do you expect? You know, there's lawless, you know, lawlessness. You know, nobody's, um, like you said, like it's like normal. It is, yeah, it is the norm. It is 100% the norm. It's just like the norm today is insanity. And it comes from Washington down. Now, I got a, a statement here from, I don't call him President Trump. I'm just, I call him Trump, mm-hmm. period. Trump says, and I quote, right now in a number of states, the law allows a, babe, a baby to be aborted in his mother's womb 
in the ninth month. That's wrong, and it has to change. Now, mm-hmm. how does the president of the United States, where in America or have you ever in your life heard of somebody aborting a nine-month-old baby? That's killing a, <laughs> that's killing a baby, right? Exactly, yes. Definitely, yeah. Nowhere. What country is he talking about? Yeah. Because even Nobody, the doctors, yeah, they got a cutoff of um, yeah, I think three months? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Three months is um four, six, I mean four, eight, twelve weeks. Yeah, they got a they got a cut off. Yeah, I mean, but he's saying that I mean what 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 abortion is that's basically saying, Hey chick, give birth to the baby and we're gonna put it in a plastic bag. I mean, dude, this is not a I mean, I I have never heard and the president doesn't even get called out on it. And then after that, he goes out and he gives a speech saying that he's going to spend the next year working on anti-abortion uh, policies. Oh, boy. <laughs> he doesn't even – well, first of all, he obviously just said to the world, I don't even know the abortion rules, but yeah. I'm going to work on changing the rules that I don't know. Then um, yeah. this one, this one I don't like. I don't like the government shutting down. I mean, this is bullshit to me. Oh yeah, those um, Democrats and Republicans need to be ashamed of themselves for Man, allowing that to happen because you could even have just extended. Until this is the second time. Let's, yeah. well, we have one. We have one. Obama, twenty thirteen, and this is the same man, Trump, who. And the quote's out there. It's easy to look up. The president should be blamed, not the Senate should be blamed for the government shutting down. But he'll tell you, you can't blame me for the government shutting down. Right. And right now, see, I'm in North Carolina. This is a military installation state. Right. They're talking about 26,000 civilian employees they don't know if they're sending them on furlough today or not. Right, and the military, um, but non—I mean, essential personnel. So you know, they ain't giving you no furlough. No, and you're working for free. Yeah. Right now, and, and there's no back pay. There's, I mean, you know, I I tell I tell a kid if he only has to, if you have to escape a a shitty situation. Or if you at least went to college and you know that you can come in an officer, the military is to is like just a footstool to get into a better life if you can. Right. That's it. Last resort. If 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 you think that it's between you doing some crime to get by, being homeless, or going to the military, mm-hmm. the military looks like a sweet decision because yes. you work. You work a lot for little. Right, definitely. It's not glamorous. I don't know who lied and said this shit was glamorous. I guess when you, every once in a while, when you see somebody come home on leave and they got their shiny uniform on, it looks good. But you don't know what that person goes through. No, no, absolutely not. I went in the White Navy. I don't know about today ain't a white navy. I went in the white navy. 
Yes. yes there wasn't too. too many of us. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was me, Filipinos who wouldn't fucking talk to you. They might as well have been from a foreign country. They didn't even groove with you. No, not at all. You got to get used to living that way, eating that way, being told to move left and right. You don't know when a deployment is coming. I know. And then, you know, some guys get lucky. Uh, I guess you said they get lucky. They get on these small fucking ships. They get on frigates and stuff, and they, they going out for, you know, like these weekend cruises. Get on a carrier and do six months and then tell me about it. Do six months. Then tell me about how how the military yep. seemed to you. How that how sweet is that to you? How sweet you know, the military is. Yeah. Actually, I did a, I, three years. So when I when I went in, it was um um, I went in in um eighty three, and it was uh three years. It was a six-year contract, three years active, two years reserves, and the last year was inactive. And um, going into the military is about options. You know, like you know, like if you wanted to go to college, or, you know, just an option thing. That's what I saw it. It was where your options are. So at the time, I had lack of options. So that's the only reason why I went into the military. But in retrospect, it was a great experience. To me, I hated the shit personally. I uh, I got lied to to begin with. I am I got not lied of to the, also. <laughs> I am not of the tallest vein. I am not of the tallest. So I was taught by my recruiter, and I went to the stereotypical movie theater. You've seen a movie. You've seen my recruiting station. I went to 42nd Street recruiting office. I went there to speak to the Marines. The Marine Corps recruiter was out to lunch. I never forget the brother's name as long as I live, and I'll say it. His name was Ike Leathers. Ike Mm. spoke to me. He came by my crib. He told me the job that I could get only to find out when I got to boot camp, I was too short for the requirements. I wanted to be an SP. They mm-hmm. told me, get the hell out of here. You got to be 5'9 or better. I'm not 5'9 if you put my, if you stack me on books. <laughs> so that made me ineligible for the only job that I wanted. Right. Now, I'm not saying that it was horrible. It's a, an experience that, here it is, we're talking now 30 years ago, I still reflect on. Right, right. Because there were things I've seen, places I've been, that I will never, had never been since. But Mm -hmm. it was just the, I'm a person who loves complete control of my environment. It was the first time I had no control of my environment. Yes, absolutely. You know, going to uh, yeah, because I did two med cruises, and um, boy, the first one I was like, okay, and then the next one we came back, we was back about almost six months, and they said 
we're going back out again because it was some somebody, some captain, you know, getting these new captains, and they wanted to get their sea legs up under their belt. And here we go again, out again. Yeah, yes, I, I, I've, I've definitely seen the Mediterranean. I've, I've seen Greece. I've seen some places. And, you know, I did it on, on, on tax day of dime. But it wasn't like I didn't work, so. So I, I, I say it's something to weigh your options. Me, before we get ready to wrap this up, this is the thing that I wish I would have done straight out of high school. I went on later to do it, but I would have wished that I would have went and experienced college as a young teenager straight yeah. to college. I went to college as an adult. Right, yeah, totally different. Oh no! It was you know, when you go to college as an adult, it's business. Oh, yes, I'm the game, it's business. Yeah. yeah, the game playing is over. You're not looking at the frats. You're not looking for the parties. You get yourself some other. I mean, I'm working on Wall Street, so I'm working on Wall Street in the day. I'm going to NYU at night. There's no time for games. There are no games whatsoever to be played. Right. Absolutely not. My, I mean, you know, I got to keep up with that Wall Street lifestyle, which is, oh, my God, I worked in the heyday of Wall Street. We're talking the 1980s, late 80s, and you're talking, when I watched The Wolves of Wall Street, that movie's yeah. pretty accurate. That's, I'm mm. telling you, that's pretty accurate. Wow. The amount of open-air, Wall Street was an open-air drug market. It really was. Yeah, I used to work for Payne Weber. I was right there on Broad Street. Yeah, I worked came up for the J train. I was yeah, I worked. Right I worked on Rector Street. Yes, and there was and a lot Broad of things Street. going on. Yeah, a lot of things going on down there from the drugs, prostitution. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on down there. I mean, that, that was. Now I made I made a lot more money outside of working Wall Street jobs. But that was my introduction coming home from the military to a real job where I looked like I was going somewhere because I was dressed up every day. Yes, yeah. And and I, I knew I love it. One thing it made me do, it made me enjoy dressing. I mean, I enjoy dressing. I ain't never had a problem putting on some fucking shiny shoes, a tie, mm -hmm. and a suit. I actually like that look. Yes, yes, it's a great look. I told my, yeah. my I told my um my nephews um he was going for a job interview at McDonald's. So he told, I told him I said, listen, go get dressed. He's going on an interview. So he, he yells back up to me upstairs. So uncle is um <laughs> is my my ACGs and and uh, and uh, my button, you know, my jeans good. I was like, huh? What? What are you talking about? I said, get dressed up. We going on an interview. So he puts on a pair of slacks, a shirt, and shoes. So he gets there and he comes back and he says, oh, my friend said I didn't have to dress like this. I said, this is the way you dress on an interview. You get dressed yes. up for an interview. You know what? Elders are supposed to instill wisdom and that's giving wisdom you know what every time that you have to sell something and the biggest thing in life that you ever have to sell is yourself you sold yourself to that woman that you marry you sell yourself 
to get that job. I mean, unless you took a test. But you sell yourself all the time. And I the one of the 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 nastiest jobs that I've ever had in my life, but I learned one of I mean learned the most lessons from Dex, I actually was a traveling salesman for two years. Mm. The lowest form of humanity are traveling salesmen. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. You think a pimp is bad? Wow. Get a salesman at your door. I don't care what he's selling. <laughs> because you know what salesmen do? We practice when you sleep. We practice when you sleep. You give us no's. We look in a mirror and come up with, why are we going to turn that no to a yes? And I used to do this to people in Georgia, Florida, Indiana, Virginia. I mean, I traveled Texas. All over America, I did this for two years. And I got so good that I literally thought that I could sell raincoats to ducks. If you brought me a group of ducks, them little yellow bastards were walking out with raincoats, and I'm not going to let them leave. And I didn't care what I had to say about your ugly kids, how beautiful they were. I would sniff your whole place out. I could tell you, Dex, I mean, Bones, I could tell you if you like cars when I knocked on your door. Mm-hmm. Just, I, I spent five minutes looking at your car. Right. Anything that I had to do, you were doing what I needed. And I would use your neighbors against you. I'll tell you that your neighbors did X, Y, Z, because I know that it's in man's nature to keep up with the Joneses. It's uh-huh. in his nature. So since it's in his nature to keep up with the Joneses, he's going to want to do, not because of you, he's going to want to outdo what his neighbor did for you. No, my neighbor's not a better person than you. I'm a better person than my neighbor, and I'm going to prove it. I don't care. Just sign the check. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And oh, man, before I we did... go, before we go, where did the Spurs find this kid Murray at? Devonte, he was he was drafted like a year or so ago, and he's a uh, he's a very good ball player. But you know what? They gotta they gotta incorporate him a little bit more. But you know how uh, you know how Pop is. Pop doesn't really trust other than there's been a few like uh, what's his name? Kawhi. Kawhi. And Parker, because Parker had international experience, and Duncan, yeah, he really at doesn't. The, um, the ticker tape on the ticker on um, Sports Center, and now they're saying that Parker has been demoted to the bench, and Murray's going to start. You know what? This should have been, this should have been for a while. I thought out of training camp. Do you know that Murray was actually murdering people in summer league? He might have been the leading scorer in summer league. Okay. I mean, so he's got game. He's got game. And um, listen, we gotta we gotta wrap up here. Bones, it's been a thoroughly good show, my friend. Okay, my brother. And um, we, I know for sure that I will be back with you people on Friday. It's a twice a week show. You know, this is basically what you're gonna get. 
Sometimes it's going to be uh, lighter topics. Sometimes it's going to be deeper topics. But we're not here to preach or convince you of anything. We just want you to enjoy yourself and hear a different point of view than you might have heard on a subject. Would you say you can agree with that? Amen. Okay, sounds good. Well, this is Doc. This is Bones. And this is Strange Talk with Doc and Bones. And I'm going to tell you people like I always like to tell you at the end of every show, peace. Bones, brother, be easy, my friend. Yes, sir. Enjoy your Okay. Week. Okay, thank you, sir. <laughs>